Double Team Podcast is back. Nick Wiggins, Stephen Root. Too much going on in the league that we talk about, man. We've got half of the finals already set. See if Boston has some life tonight. LeBron is gone. So much more going on, man. Stay mellow. Carmelo Anthony has retired from the league. Monty Williams rejecting my Pistons. Whole lot of stuff we could get into. We'll see if we can cover it all. But the king, he gone. You sad? Well, that's not official. It's a rumor. A lot of people think that he just said that. And here's the one thing I don't get. No, no, no. I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not him. Oh, you're saying he's just gone out the playoffs. He's gone from the playoffs. I'm not putting anything into him retiring. It's not happening. I mean, I I do understand an anonymous executive came out and said that. Oh, look, this is LeBron trying to control the narrative again. As always, we're talking about that was a little much. It maybe is, but, you know, it's working. We're doing it. We're talking about him retiring and not him getting swept. But, yeah, I'm, he's not retiring. No chance in hell. I believe that 100%. Well, and it's like, I don't know, about that controlling the narrative thing. It's like, dude, the dude just lost. You think he's thinking, like, in his evil mastermind brain, like, all right, I'm going to say this, and then we're not going to talk about Always. the for the next. Yes, like, he there's is. There's no Always. way, dude. No, he is hyper aware of all that little petty nonsense and he's always trying to be in front of all of it. Yeah, of course he is. No, (laughs) this was his last interview. And so he just was answering questions, speaking from the heart genuinely. Um, Look, I think that we're not really talking about the sweep that much because we all know how much of a better team Denver is. And we all know that it's not his fault. Anthony Davis was a no show. D'Angelo yeah. Russell is probably going to be banned from the city of L.A. Like, no one else stepped up to the plate like they needed to other than, like, Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura and, like, you know, five minutes of Tristan Thompson. But LeBron did everything he could for a 38-year-old man. That's what we're forgetting. You yeah, know, nah. people would be like, oh, you know, if that was Jordan, he wouldn't have lost like that. Bruh. When Jordan was 38, he was playing in Washington, okay? <laughs> like, can we just stop? Yeah, I mean, look, you're never, ever going to settle the debate of who's the greatest of all time. It's never going to happen. Some people are so set in their ways. But LeBron has everybody beat with longevity. That'll never be a question. I mean, that's how a lot of people maybe have come around to respecting LeBron James more. Maybe I mean, longevity is the thing here that, it can't be denied for what he's doing at 38. Um, you can say what you want about Jordan at the same age and, and kind of how he got to be a wizard and all that. But, but LeBron doing this, literally playing his – everything he had, he left it out there with 40 points. But, I mean, there were points where, yeah, he, he looks older. That, that happens, right? 20 years in, it's going to happen eventually. He still come out and said that he's better than 90 95% of the league probably have to believe that still now but sure. i mean look the man's aging it is what it is but the longevity is is something that kind of can't be touched by anybody else you can make the argument everywhere else about greatness and all that but um i don't know i mean yeah you're absolutely you're absolutely right about denver being so much more superior of a team that's just the story and that's the end of it right i mean we're not like shocked he wasn't the favorite to win this series yeah, I mean, even LeBron said that this Denver Nuggets team is the best team that he's ever played against as a Laker. And, you know, knowing that, and I also think just 
Like, you know, some people were saying it was like a tactic that maybe this is, you know, leverage. Like, oh, you better build a contender around LeBron or he's gone. And, I mean, shouldn't you try to do that anyway? Does he have to leverage it that way? Like, LeBron's almost 40 years old. He is going to be locked in when he plays. He knows what it takes to be successful. And he's probably yeah. just looking around the room like, damn, I don't even know how we got this far this year. You know what well, I mean? Like, he's looking that's at AD be like, oh, he really ain't the guy. He ain't my number two. I need Kyrie out here. Someone that, so I don't have to take all these pull-up threes. I have a guy that I can defer to because I'm out here making myself look bad uh, on offense, trying to do everything. I mean, like, on defense, he was elite, dude. He drew those two charges from Jokic in the fourth quarter. He locked up Jamal Murray. Like, LeBron is still elite at what he does. He just has to have some... He knows what it takes to win in this league, and right now they don't have it. So if they don't put what it takes around him to win, then why would LeBron, you know, grind himself to the bone throughout a regular season if there's no chance... You know what I mean? Like, did yeah. we really think he was going to take this Lakers team to the Western Conference Finals? No way. No, we didn't. I mean, a lot of people can say that they like the moves made at the trade deadline, but where they were at that point, you'd have to be a fool to think that they would have made it as far as they did based on being a number 13 seed at one point. I mean, come on, you got to keep it all into perspective. I mean, this man is 20 years in, and it's all about the expectation we hold him to. You know, we hold him to a different level of expectation than anybody else ever, it seems like. And, you know, that's he gets clowned if he gets swept in year 20 by the greatest team in the league. So, I mean, I don't know. It's ridiculous to me. But, yeah, I mean, you got to everything has to be kept in context and you got to look at the Lakers as a whole. I mean, they're they're missing a lot to be a true, true championship team. The shooting is not there. 80 is we have beat that dead horse. You know, and now LeBron has a, a torn ligament in his foot. And I mean, we'll see how long that takes. He's got now an excuse, I'll say, to miss maybe the first part of next year. And load management will be a real thing. And, you know, but to think he's going to retire is absolutely crazy. That is not even going to be a possibility. Um, I get that you say that. You're tired. You're worn down, which he was. I mean, he had to put that 40 points up himself in that that game four else it really wouldn't have been close um you could see like what he's still got physically when he's driving and attacking he's still got that it can't be beaten it works right that was keeping them in the game um for most of the game when he was being aggressive and you know minus the one final shot at the end of the game that was kind of a bad drive and did not look pretty but you know hey things happen I just, Do you think if L.A. brings back the same roster, the exact same roster, that LeBron comes back and plays? Um, there's got to be talk internally of trying to better your situation. Should not should that not be the goal of every team? Always be better than what you were. I mean, they're they're a good team. They've made Hachimura and Reeves a priority to bring back. I like that. Definitely Reeves. Um, you make it work with these guys you found that are younger, that, that play super hard. I like Schroeder. Um, I think he is a spark plug for your team. But, you know, it's just you're kind of locked in with AD at this point. Highly frustrating. Um, but D'Angelo Russell. Third, man, he's a third. He is not the two. He's the third. Yeah. I think Kyrie could – I think that trio would work. Just thinking about those guys, uh, you know, I just – 
I think Just that imagine would imagine replacing D'Angelo Russell with Kyrie Irving, man. Oh yeah, I know. But I mean, AD might listen to Kyrie too. You know, you think right. if if LeBron's not getting through to AD, uh, which I'm, that's all just speculation at this point. But I mean, I've got to speculate. You have the right to speculate that uh, these guys are trying to uplift AD and get the most out of him. Um, but I think Kyrie is highly respected amongst players, and and uh, who knows, he might be somebody that AD listens to, and they can kind of keep morale high and keep effort high, but. Yeah, I mean, would you not? Would everybody in the world not rather have Kyrie than D'Angelo? Yes, they would. So, I mean, you kind of got to fill out the team around that. But who's the one guy who can kind of corral Kyrie into a state of normalcy in his whole career? There's only been one guy to do it. Yeah, that's LeBron. They all. You have a starting lineup of LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, and Kyrie. Now you're looking at one of the best starting lineups in the NBA. Yeah. And Darvin Ham is a head coach. I think he deserves a lot of credit for getting where they got and adjustments yes. made and all that. And I was a big fan of him getting an opportunity to be a head coach. I mean, I go back to Darvin Ham as a player for the Pistons. I was a fan of him then. You know, he's he's paid his dues on the bench for a lot of teams. And I think uh, he's been the the perfect choice for that team. I love how kind of how he leads, but you know, you got to figure out where the three-point shots are being made from. Um, it's not LeBron. I mean, they were not good shooting the three. Really don't have – I mean, they had guys – just they don't have any natural shooters. I mean, that's just – it's just a problem for them. I don't know where you go to get some. But, yeah, I think uh, Palinka maybe keeping what you got for the most part. But, yeah, upgrading over D'Lo and adding some shooting is uh, makes that team – immensely better very quick all right let's talk about the team that beat them a little bit let's talk about denver they feel like they're very disrespected um that nobody gives Jokic's credit even though he already has two mvps um i mean look the denver nuggets if you look at the odds they are a heavy heavy favorite to win the finals they're basically a lot of people basically feel like whoever comes out the East, who is it that's going to lose to Denver? Um, and I kind of agree. I don't think Boston, if they somehow can miraculously make this comeback, I don't think they can beat Denver. And then I definitely don't think Miami can beat Denver. Did you know that no. Bam Adebayo has never beaten Nikola Jokic in his entire career when they've played against each other? Not surprised by that. I mean, yeah, it's probably – it's crazy i guess you would think one time but it's bam man i'm not i'm not ever going to be surprised by stats supporting that bam is often mid i just you know right right but i mean i I mean there's no if you're still not giving denver the credit they deserve that's a you problem that's a you not paying attention that's you late to the party um and Jokic too not just denver but that's that's on these people that don't know the game or haven't watched the game so that's we're at this point now where it's their year. They're going to win it all and put Jokic truly, truly. I mean, a lot of people wanted to talk about his MVPs and, and you know, but but here we go. Is the one thing that was missing was playoff success. They're getting it, and they're going to get it this year. And then the con- conversation around Jokic really, really heats up. So, I mean, I've, I feel I've got like no- that a lot of people are kind of hating on Oh man, this is going to be the worst finals ever. The Nuggets versus the eight seed Heat. Like, no one wants to see this. But 
we're true think, basketball fans. We're gonna right. find something to like. That's right. You know? But I think it's because Denver is just so miles ahead of everyone on the eastern side. Um, that everyone just assumes, yeah, the Nuggets are gonna win. There's nothing you can do about them, which I mean is good for Denver. Um, you know, and them being elite and certifying themselves as the top dog in the NBA. Cause I mean, look, they were the one seed all year and and they were the one seed when we got to playoffs and no one thought that they were going to do it. Yeah. And they just been proving everyone wrong every step of the way, showing how elite they are. And now we're here. And I think everyone's kind of maybe a little mad, like, Oh God, they've already proved me wrong enough. Now they're going to win this ring. And I know they are like, you know, no one can like maybe be happy about it. Right. I guess, but I think a lot of that nonsense will fade once they do win. I think then the conversation has to change and start, you know, giving it to them for for who they are and and what Jokic is. But I mean, pardon me for talking about a team that got beat in the first round, but I think Milwaukee would have been the only one to to give them a series. Um, right. You know, Brooke Lopez and Giannis. I mean, there's some matchup issues there, but they're not here, so. I mean, look, we're real hoop fans. We're gonna watch every second of all of it. I I right. like the underdog Heat. Um, I don't know. They're not out of the woods with Boston yet. No Gabe Vincent tonight. That's a big problem. I think they're like eighteen and five with him as a playoff starter. So I mean, we talk about these guys of of Martin and Struess and Vincent and how important they are, but uh, clearly they are that important. And losing Gabe Vincent is a big deal. You got to get more minutes out of Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's that's kind of what he's there for. So some something you got to trust there. But um, I mean, look, when when Denver wins and they will, then it's then it's about everything put to rest, you know, hate wise or whatever it is surrounding this team. They're just not uh, visually appealing to a lot of people. Is that it for a lot of people? Maybe I don't but, know why, even why that is. They're a fun basketball team to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more you watch Jokic. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. And why I do mean, we like the one fat white European guy in Dallas, but we hate the fat white European guy in Denver? <laughs> huh? uh, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I'm... Well, and, and see, I think a lot of people, people don't want to all of a sudden start putting Nikola Jokic in all time category. I mean, we're really it's... not even putting Giannis there, right? Because uh, I think it's like, oh, well, Giannis can't really shoot, but he's like big and elite. Like, yes, he's one of the greatest that have ever played in the NBA, but he's not like top 10 all time, right? And now all of a sudden you look at Nikola Jokic, he's getting a triple-double efficiently. He can shoot from anywhere. He does everything. He's got two MVPs. Now he's going to take this team to a ring that he didn't even, he didn't even have to team up with a super team. Now all of a sudden, like, you can't even say, like, he's about to shake everyone's lists. You know oh, what I mean? Like That scares people. We did a little bit of exactly. it last week, and it scared me. I mean, there's, right. there's some things you feel dirty to say, especially like this early on in, in the process of what will eventually be his legacy. But, I mean, look, you got to just put a lot of that stuff to the side and come to terms with the greatness you're seeing and acknowledge it and say that it's real. But um, I, I don't know. There's a lot of people that just won't like this team. I, I don't. The more you watch them, if you actually are watching them, and I would suspect not a lot of people are real about watching them. I mean, you would think they'd have to be at this point in the playoffs, but whatever. I mean, there's people that just hate unobstantiatedly. That is, it makes no sense. I mean, it's greatness. It is true greatness. So you better come around or you're going to look like a fool. I don't think they are, man. Don't think they are. I mean, the the dude, like, the guy gets two MVPs already. 
You know, he should have maybe had three this year, but no one wanted to put him in that category. Now here he is taking, and like, it's not like he didn't win. He, he, they went up three, they've been to the conference finals before, right? When they came up from 3-1 on uh, the Clippers. So this whole thing about him not winning and it's just like, it's that simple. Once yeah. he gets I mean, they're, this they're ring, missing. once he they're gets missing. this ring, it is officially official that he has to be a top 15 player in NBA history. And yeah, like you're gonna he have just to came there. onto the scene like four years ago, maybe where people were really even knowing who he was. He, they don't even ever play on national TV until now. Yeah. And but so I mean, now all I mean, of a sudden it's just gonna mess with people, man. The time zone, there's a lot of people, there's just a lot of eyeballs that aren't on Denver until this point. I mean, they play late. I mean, it is what it is for a lot of people on the eastern side of the country, but you know, you you better figure it out and realize what's going on but um i was gonna say something I, I don't know but i mean like yeah you you can compare him to other players and as of right now he is worlds ahead of luca i mean just way ahead of luca just all time right now you can say you like luca and all that but you know he is miles ahead of a lot of these players and you just got to start coming to terms with that stop being afraid to talk about it talking to myself but you know you would think people like he plays basketball the right way too. You know, people are always c- criticizing all this new era, like these players are flopping and they're getting these cheap baskets, and you know they don't like play defense. Like Nikola Jokic, he does it all, man. He gets his yeah. whole team involved too, just like a LeBron would or a Chris Paul would. Like he's up there. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's that's where like why he is miles ahead of Luca. Luca's great at, you know, one thing for sure. You know, he is a incredible score. Um, you know, I'm I'm not trying to put Luca down, but if you compare the two, if Lu- if Jokic isn't having a great night offensively, you damn sure know all his teammates are. I mean, you know that's going to be there. I mean, you know the assists and rebounds will be there all the time. He makes everyone around him so much better. And that's what we talk about so often with greatness and LeBron and players that can uplift their teammates. That is a true sign of greatness, and he's got it. Maybe better than most. But, you know, there is something about that team just not having a lot of uh, star personality. I mean, star player, for sure. Stars, you know, when it comes to basketball players. But but the personality, Jamal Murray, um, Aaron Gordon, I mean, these guys are so good at what they do, but you might just be lacking a little personality that mainstream media likes to follow. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just is what it is. They go about it in a quiet way. The one seed as quietly as can be winning games. But yeah, there's just not uh, any kind of super outgoing personalities on that team that often mainstream media attaches himself to. But and you know, yeah. they have no weak spots either. You know, they're, they run like a seven man rotation. They bring like Bruce Brown and Jeff green off the bench and they, there's no lacking there. Like they're doing everything just as efficiently as all those other starters are. There's no one that you can just attack, and they have they just have no weaknesses. Right? No, I mean they've got the I I'm perfect role players and Bruce Brown and KCP real championship mindset out of those guys. When you have Jeff Green, who's been around forever, DeAndre Jordan as a hype man on the bench. I mean, there's there's some great pieces that all Maybe the play best into coach in the NBA. What? Maybe the best coach in the no, NBA. Uh, uh-uh. I mean, like he's he's gaining a lot of respect, but Michael Malone is far from that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not going that far. But look, no man, 
We'll see. We'll we'll definitely next week. We've got a wild June first, first game of the finals. Um, I'm gonna say there's a lot of unfinished business until then. Boston's gonna win tonight. No Gabe Vincent. I think that hurts. Um, don't let them win one. Don't let them win one. Nick Wiggins. So, look, the the in the history of NBA playoff series since they've begun. No one has ever came back from down 3-0. It's like they're 0 and like 159. Yep. Is, I mean, statistically, you would think it would have to happen once. It's honestly gone too long where not it just has never happened. And it's not like it can go for 0 and 1,000 where it'll just never happen. People are saying that this is the best chance for it to happen. I just don't see, just because Boston is so weak-minded, and the Miami Heat are so opposite, even with Gabe Vincent being out tonight. I just don't see. Like, they're not even that good of a home team. They're like four and five at home in the playoffs. I don't see. I honestly think that what happens is Boston gets real loud and hype. And then when the Celtics maybe start out slow, then like it kind of starts hurting them. Like they start to feel like embarrassed or they're like, oh my God, there's so much pressure. We're here at home and the fans are all here. And we're not playing good. And then maybe they get in their own head like that. I don't know, but they're not good at home. Well, I mean, look, they, not having Gabe Vincent definitely helps Boston tonight. And then you go back to Miami where I think everyone will expect that series to end at this point, just based on what you've seen. But there's a lot of people out there that are not going to give up the hope from the Celtics and keep pounding and pounding and saying, that Boston's a better team. And, I mean, look, your logic, it's hard to get rid, get away from that logic when, like, that's what you firmly believe. And and so many people do that Boston is so much better talent-wise and, and should have won the series already, maybe. But, you know, it's, or should have at least made it a series. You know, you know what I mean? But I just think that Boston, they can definitely find some momentum. If, if Tatum's hot, the momentum can be found. And they would not, like... Yeah, the fact we've gone 159 and 0 and this hasn't happened yet in the history of of the seven game series, that's just it's wild, but things are made to be broken. I mean, a 16 seed had never beat a one seed until Virginia got beat a few years ago. I mean, these things do eventually happen, but I mean, would this be the time that it does? It could, it wouldn't like shock me, but I think, uh, I think if it were to get to game seven, you know, I'm riding with Jimmy, I'm riding with Jimmy in the heat. Uh, it's just even though that game would be on the road. But look, I mean, Miami's now got the target on their back. And you lose tonight, you better find a way to wrap it up because all pressure's on Miami. Don't be the ones that are talked about in history for blowing the biggest seven-game series lead. I mean, it's just... Well, but they wouldn't get really hated on much because, dude, they were the lowest possible seed that could be in this position. Oh, I get it. Um, So no one would really be hating on them like if they were like a five or four three seed or whatever but if i'm miami i'm viewing tonight even though gabe vincent's out this is your must win game i mean true i mean let them get one that's fine have your one they said don't let us get one there you go that's it because boston wins two now tons of people who who can come back from a three two series right a three one series is extremely difficult but it's been done plenty of people come back from three two Right. So I'm thinking like they need to go out there tonight, heal them, put the dagger in their heart in front of their home fans and just end it. I know that the odds are heavily, heavily favoring 
Boston tonight. And I feel like a lot of the, you know, that's that's another weird thing. Like like we said, they're 0-159 in playoff series where you're down 3-0. Does it not seem like a lot of people are kind of thinking that it's going to happen? I think a lot of people, I mean, I mean, like I said, that so many people just believed in Boston, you know, before they got down 3-0 that Boston is so much better talent-wise than Miami, and you're not just going to stop thinking that, I guess. But, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, Miami wouldn't be hated on. Like, that's not what I mean if it happened, but they would always be that one that it happened to. So, I mean, they would forever be that statistic. But, you know, I don't think a lot of people would be surprised if it happened just because Boston, the talent is there. That is real. I mean, yeah, have they been a letdown? For sure. But would we be surprised if if an eight seed got up 3-1 and were the ones to go down? No, we would all go back to saying they were an eight seed, right? I just feel like I think that Boston's going to come into this game confident. Oh, they ain't even got Gabe Vincent. Oh, we're at home. Oh, the TV people are even saying that we can make this comeback. I think they're going to go in a little cocky. Mm. As as cocky as you can be down 3-1. And I yeah, think Miami, well, Eric and Jimmy, I think they're like, yo, let's just freaking end this. Like, enough of this bull crap. Enough of them having hope. I'm Miami sure has got to win this game. If they don't win this game, then, then, then the comeback might be legitimately real. Because then you got to think in Boston, all they're saying is, all right, we just got to win one more game in Miami, and then we got a 50-50 game seven back home. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what Miami would be saying is let's end it now. But, I mean, Boston has to be careful. You talk about confidence towing the line of cockiness. That hurts Boston. They don't. They do that, and that's what gets them in trouble too often is having a mindset where you show up and you win and uh, something like that, but they they better be careful about how they come in. They they need they can have some confidence at this point. You won a game, all right. You've done it. You won a game, so now you can show yourself that that's possible and win two, maybe three or four. But I don't know. Miami target's only going to get bigger on them the longer they let this drag out. You had them in the hole. I mean, who does Boston need? Obviously, you need Jason Tatum to go off and have a good game. Jalen Brown hasn't been playing that well. They seem like they. Miami kind of has the, you know, the plan for Jalen Brown and how to neutralize him. But, like, what what needs what would you say needs to happen for Boston? Because by the time we come back next week, the series will be over even if it does go to seven. So what would you say that Boston needs to happen, other than the obvious, for them to force it to seven and end up winning? And what do you think that Miami needs to do without Gabe Vincent to uh, finish him off. Yeah, I mean, it came out that Brogdon, who has not played well, um, has a a tear in his ligament and his elbow going into his forearm. Maybe that explains that. Horford and Smart, I mean, you've got to have consistent output from them. Um, Yeah, at the end of the day, it's all going to rely on what Tatum then Brown is doing. Um, but there's room for Tatum and for, excuse me, Horford and Smart to get their numbers. They're going to have to. Um, so for Miami, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to get some big Kyle Lowry minutes. You're going to have to hit threes. 
you know, let, let Jimmy do his thing and let Lowry and Struess hit threes. That's going to have to happen. Bam, step up. Here's a shot, you know, to have a big game from Bam. Um, Bam's going to be Bam, bro. He's going to get like 17 and six, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, yes, you're right. Maybe Kevin Love can come in, hit some shots. Um, can we get another Duncan Robinson performance? Um, there needs to be some so like, threes here's a, from Miami. Eric Spoelstra, so they start Kevin Love, right? Yeah. Kevin Love, he only plays like 15 minutes a game because yeah. they'll immediately Boston, like the one good coaching thing that they do, they start like attacking Kevin Love as like the weak leak on defense. But Eric Spoelstra, he's like, look, I'm not going to – I just won't play him then. And he just right. makes it where there now there is no one you can just call out and attack. So run it, run a, you know, a different offense. But I I agree with you, man. We need that Kyle Lowry game. We need yeah. that. How the hell does Kyle Lowry have 24 points right now type game? Um, this is what we need because Jason Tatum, I mean, it's it seems like a chore for him to get 30. Like, it's not that effortless, oh, he's a star, he's going to get 30. It seems like a chore. Uh, same with Jalen Brown. So I think if they can just keep making them work and then you just got to have these random guys hitting their shots, I mean, in the regular season, the Miami Heat were the 27th best team when it came to shooting threes. In the playoffs, they are the number one three-point shooting team. So mm. is that sustainable? Have they just been on a lucky hot streak? I don't know. Well, I mean, try to hold Jimmy as close to 20 points as possible and to the 20 end of the spectrum, not the 30. Um, he kind of lives in between that. Uh, but, you know, Jimmy Butler scoring 25 often seems like a bigger deal than Tatum scoring 35, if that makes any sense. I mean, yes. Um, so it just keep keep Jimmy held somewhere, but you're going to have to get a, a step-up performance from these other guys. I'm I'm excited to watch it. I think we'll be able to tell the intensity pretty early. Um, but I, I still think I still think Boston shows up coming off a win, and they're going to do it again. Then it goes back to Miami, and Miami, that, that target's going to be big. Do they have to put it put it out? In Miami, so we'll see. But uh, what else you want to get here? You wins it tonight, man. All right, I, I hope so. I mean, I'm I'm all in with Miami at this point. I think the uh, one versus eight seed. That I think the you know Denver cruising to this point. I think it'd be a fun matchup. I mean, I know you're going to get a hard performance out of Miami, no matter who they play. So I'm rooting for that. I mean, the talent might be the league might want Boston to make this comeback, but you know we know the the league is not rigged to this point. We had the script get leaked, and none of it's happened. What? Who? Who? In any powerful position would want this scenario? Nobody. So, the league is safe from being rigged. We know that now. Um, if you were the NBA script writer, how would you script the remainder of this uh, playoff series? I think you have the Boston make the comeback. I mean, at this point, right. if you're going to get a LeBron sweep in the West, then what's the biggest thing we can do to make up for that? Um, have this long time record be broken where Boston comes back and then we get Tatum in the finals instead of Jimmy. And for some reason, the media wants and to. Then how, how are you scripting the finals then? And it's got to go to Denver, but, you know, at least play six or seven games so you can sell the maximum amount of tickets, right? Yeah, I think we we would take Miami to seven and then Miami wins it in seven. Mm. So they never blow the 3 0 lead. They get damn close. Yeah, right. I mean, you Jimmy just it. Boston still is in a free fall. They fire Joe Mazzulli. It's all the same thing. Like, you know, all that hard work for nothing. 
all the sponsorship uh, dollars that go into it, all the tickets sold. I mean, if, (laughs) if Miami would have completed the sweep, we would have nine days to wait for another basketball game, which would have been crazy, but right. And what was that tweet you tagged? It was like, we're lucky that uh, these, (laughs) we hope we better hope these teams don't both sweep or we're going to be talking about, would you rather have five? Yeah. Every NBA pod, every NBA podcast would do their finals preview show immediately. And then a week of talking about, would you rather have five Cody Zeller sized Kyle Lowry's or five Kyle Lowry sized Cody Zeller. So I was like, yeah, that's us. (laughs) Oh, well, all right, man. There's uh, a getting nice words for Mello. Yeah, man. I love Mello. I'm looking at his picture up on my wall right now. Uh, Carmelo Anthony. He was that guy, man. See, as a kid growing up, I really liked that style of game. Like I liked Paul Pierce's of the world. I like the Carmelo Anthony's of the world. Uh, he's a big, thick guy. Uh, you know, he's not like skinny like a Kevin Durant or whatever. He's not muscle bound like LeBron. Uh, he just was unique. Um, I mean, he had some crazy games in New York. Didn't he have like 66 points and then no rebounds, no assists, nothing else? Yeah, yeah lucky I got two when I've, you know, I've lived in New York for seven years. I went to high school in New York. Got to see him play in the garden multiple times um was was kind of around all that so i love mellow that is our my generation of basketball early 2000s um the carmelos the ais the the iso generation i love that that is that is what i love that's what i grew up with so uh yeah he's he's done so much for the league been an icon for for the city of new york and and the league itself and yeah he doesn't have that ring but olympic success all that He'll be just fine. Well, a hoopers, a real hoopers hooper. You know what I mean? Respected That's by right. players. That's who I what give do you think? respect to is players that are that are hoopers hoopers, that are respected by the players. For sure. All right, so what do you think about this? Carmelo Anthony wore the number 15 in Denver. Yeah, you got to do both. Nikola Jokic wears the number 15 in Denver. I mean, what you, do you, you do? Gotta, you got to do both. I mean, you got to retire. I think you got to retire Mellows, but uh, Jokic has been grandfathered in with a guarantee that his gets retired too. I mean, it, it's got to be both. I don't know how you handle that. Um, have a have a Mellow only night to celebrate him and put that Mellow jersey with that name in the Raptors. But Jokic can keep rocking it and then have it retired up there next to him. So you got to you do that. The Knicks are going to retire seven. You got to do that too. Um, Melo's a great man. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Melo during his career. There are haters on Melo and all that, but the man was a bucket. He always will be. So, I mean, like, and dude played in the league it. for 19 years. He was drafted with LeBron. He's the last of that class other than him. Yeah. And was still in shape. Could have been on a roster, man, but just it, for, for whatever reason, he wasn't. I mean, kind of got back in shape, slimmed down big time at the back end of his career. And, could have been on a roster somewhere somehow, but uh, big fan of Mello, dude. I, I, you know, we'll starting to have all these guys be retired that we grew up with. LeBron's kind of the one hanging around, but man, um, what's like LeBron? You know, LeBron's been part of multiple eras, right? He was part of the Kobe and Tim Duncan era. He was part of, uh, you know, well Kevin Durant. I guess he's still around too. But you know, once like that second wave of that era, like. The LeBron retires, the KDs, the Steph Currys. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can throw in the James Hardens, the Chris Pauls. Once they're all gone, 
and the league is just like Giannis, Jokic. <laughs> that's going to be different. Embiid. It will be. They're still missing that piece. It's going to be the face of the league for sure. Do we um, have him, though? Is it Jokic? And we just are choosing to ignore it. Well, he's a you nice know what guy. I mean. He's funny. I get all that. Like, yes, he's he's all those things, but not not ever on the level that, you know, first take is going to talk about him every day. It's just we don't have that out of any of these guys, really. Um, they want it so bad, so bad. They want it to be Luca. Yeah. A um, couple other things, I guess. Uh, John Morant's fine. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. What a mess. I mean, you yeah. Not doing it. Not doing it. Just moving them straight on. Um, Monty Williams turned down a big money offer by my Pistons to be the head coach. That's sad. Uh, I love Monty Williams. He would have been a big, big culture guy. Him and Troy Weaver could have done a lot um, with that young team. But, look, I mean, coming down to it, Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse, finalists for the Suns job. Who do you think quickly gets that one? Do you think they go to Doc? Uh, I don't know why they would want it to be Doc. Yeah. I don't know why you would get rid of Monty and why you would want it to be Doc. At that point, you should have just kept Monty Williams and gave him a better roster. Yeah. Are they, you know, Deon we know about DeAndre Ayton and um Monty Williams kind of hating each other. And we also know about Chris Paul and Monty Williams loving each other. But we also know about Chris Paul and Doc Rivers kind of maybe not being that cool with one another. Yeah, so, I could see I could see Doc Rivers like butting flip. heads. Well, does it seem like they're gonna flip Chris Paul and get off him and ride with Aiton and hope that maybe a new coach can kind of get Aiton locked in? I mean, for just me, eight, I think age is a lost cause. I don't. I do not. But at this point in their career, just based on age, wouldn't wouldn't you rather in the money let Chris go, man? I mean, it's too much and he's hurt and he's too old at this point. So you know where you, you trade know. him to, bro? Perfect. The only one that makes sense, man. New Orleans. Oh, they're still in the playoffs right now, man. Boston. Yes, sir.